Hey guys, you're listening to another podcast on the Cloud Avengers podcast channel, recording in Amsterdam in the Netherlands uh, at the CloudStack Collaboration Conference. And I'm joined by Arjen from Schubert Fills, and I'm really chuffed to have had the chance to spend some time with you this week because I think from a commercial perspective, you've seen the change in how people are thinking about cloud adoption. Well, thank you very much for joining me, at least in this in this podcast to start with. Um, yeah, you were right. We we are in this cloud universe, and it is a totally different universe than it was before. The landscape is changing so rapidly, but it is not. Sometimes cloud has the wrong perspective and the wrong definition. But if you look at it from a more commercial perspective, we can easily blend the old environments, the dedicated environments, the physical environments towards an entire virtual world. And that blending and that mixing in complex landscapes, that makes it really easy for us to, to, to gain speed and functionality for our customers. So with the man who has his finger on the pulse of what his customers are looking for in cloud, what are the type of applications and requirements your customers are asking you to, to think about contemplating? What are, what, are, what are the sort of workloads? The workloads, and that's the, that's, that's the amazing thing, the workloads are so diverse. We have uh, the traditional workloads of of client-server applications with big Oracle databases behind it. But we also have the web environments uh, uh, um, make it making the, the, the old environments open. So the, the, the blend of all the different workloads, that makes it really difficult and that makes it also really challenging to find a platform that, that can, can manage both uh, workloads but also meet, meet both requirements. And that's, that's the difficult and the nice stuff. But I think when you get into the position with a supplier as a chosen vendor, there becomes a responsibility on you to both look after their interests, but also to keep an eye on stuff that's coming up on the radar, stuff that's coming up technically that can you think is potentially going to help them. And that, that's also a very difficult, quite difficult equation to balance, isn't it? Yeah, well, if, if you look at it uh, uh, about five years ago, every innovation was done over the axis of a new project sure. for a customer. That's changed totally. We, we turned the company around and we looked at uh, typical companies like, like Google and Amazon, and we are not, by the way, but the way they approach innovation is totally different. So we converted uh, 30 out of 100, 180 people into R&D, and, right. that, and that rate is amazing. But so you see what we're picking up now on, on new things and how it can help our customers. That is, uh, uh, from an idea to, to put it into production, can be done in three months, four months' time, and that's amazing. I think if you can shorten those R&D times, it really does help both you as an organization, as a service provider, but also you, you, sometimes when you do talk with customers and you sit down and, they, and, and you suddenly realize that there are complex requirements around making sure that they're compliant with PCI DSS or BARS or, and all of these things potentially have a knock-on effect. And I think the companies that are successful in cloud are those companies who've embraced either templated ways of working who can lend that experience to new opportunities, but also who keep aware of legislation, and especially in the European yeah. space. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. there, there, there's, there's always going to be uh, ever-changing legal stuff. We know that. that that's, that's from experience. But also technology is changing with things like storage. Storage is cheaper to own than it's ever yeah. been before. Indeed. And I, th I think your position as a service provider is sometimes very difficult because you know, you're, you're trusted by your by your end user partner, and, and they're buying into this long-term relationship, this customer retention. Yeah. And right. cloud, sometimes, you, you sometimes think, well, you know, is cloud elastic? Does that mean my relationship with the customer is elastic? It's going to be shorter than potentially a long-term deal? or Yeah, well, no, it is, it is different because if you go back to the old days where everything was, was dedicated to physical, then you bought stuff and, and it, it lasts for three years or four years depending sure. if it was compute or network. 
Um, if you look at it now, everything is virtual. Right. But that means that the relationship is even more important than it was before because you cannot uh, trust on, on the investment they have done sure. because that is not the real relationship that you, that you have. That's a contractual relationship. That mm -hmm. you have. And now it must be on added value all the time. So it keeps us sharp as well. So what do you want, customer? What do you want next week? What do you want next year? And, and adding complexity or removing complexity and adding new possibilities by innovation, yep. that is what we need to shorten. And that is where the customers rely on. So we get engaged with the, with the business of the customer. And they are always asking us, uh, what can we do next? What can we do next? And that's where we build the trust in the relationship. Okay, so I promised I wouldn't make this technical. So this isn't going to be technical, but it's architectural. Do you find that when customers are doing what I would call proof of concept, that they are more or less likely to start thinking about using a multi-tenant environment? Or do you find that a lot of your customers, because of the fact that they're in um, more private areas, do you think, do you think they, is it more on-site proof of concept or are they racking up to Amazon and then asking you to? Well, we have our own cloud uh, capability. So I can give an example. There's a customer that wants an, uh, a MongoDB proof of concept. Sure. And we just, we just give him some, some VMs and we boot it up and he can, he can play with it in his development environment. And then when it becomes serious, we make a proper design and we say, well, this workload should look like this and this should be the architecture from an application perspective. And then we mold it in via virtual networks into their own environment. Then they can play with real data. Yeah. And then they have the, uh, the, the upsides of being in a controlled environment, ISO 27001, PCI, yeah, yeah, yeah. things like that. But they also have the opportunity to leverage the flexibility. And after that, we go one step back and we, we design it properly and we put it in production. Um, I, th I think a lot of the stuff that we get involved with from a Red Hat perspective when people are thinking about cloud is, you know, we've been very hard on ourselves ensuring that SE Linux is part of RHEL, okay? Now, it doesn't really matter what your cloud environment is because people want to step up Windows VMs, they want to turn on a, cent a CentOS VM or a Red Hat VM. Do you find often that when you're talking to customers that they listen to the advice that you give them about structuring the operating system client sitting on top of or do you, or, or is it something that you just have to put up with no it's 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 both ways um if we have to make uh, uh, our decision and often we can the, we just advise what operating system they should have in in production and that is totally dependent on the workload and the application using it right um but often we also see that the developers are are our customers so not the business anymore but also the developers so they bring in development environments and they uh, are most likely to develop something in an, in an operating system sure and normally you would like that operating system to be in production as well of so course so yeah, we you have so that you yeah. have that familiarity Indeed. so we reverse the chain and we talk to the developers and we really uh, try to do it the devops way and make it a joint project and say well what if you develop on CentOS or on red hat and then we take it all the way to production and we take care of it for you and we do it together, and that is paying off really well, really well. I think you, uh, you you almost have the opportunity with cloud to be both a integrator as well as a value added partner. True. You know, it, it incre increases the awareness of you know your customer, your your capabilities to your customer, but also when when things go wrong, it's nice to know that at least 
potentially that it's your cloud and it's n it's not a third party cloud that's sitting in Uttar Pradesh or mm -hmm. in Dallas in the states. It's your local cloud if a power situation and you've got the redundancy yeah. and the failover, etc., yeah. etc. Et and it doesn't it doesn't hurt you from a knowledge perspective to have that experience. No, you're right there. And and what you see is we embrace all the bit all the ability. So uh, if you have your own cloud and a customer has a has a strange demand, we can fight the demand or we can just implement it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, rules and regulations win, and that's not a bad thing because they're there for a reason. But sure. um, if we do it in a cloud stack cloud that like we have, it's fine. We can fix it. If it is the dedicated environment, it's fine, uh, and we can fix it. Right. If it is Azure or Amazon, we have to keep up with uh, what they are offering us. Sure. I think if you can get under the hood and actually fix stuff, that's the cool thing about Linux that's and cool open thing. source. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep building those VMs on the fly, you can keep understanding what's going on. And also when it comes, as you said, to auditability, auditability, the fact that those log files are there, the fact that you can grep them and pull them in, you at least you know what's going on, not what happened. You know what's going on real time. I mean, uh, and we also know who touched the log files. Yeah, exactly. I think in the European space, as I said before, sometimes I think we're seen as being strict. I don't think it is strict. I think it's more we're we're business friendly you know we understand that part and parcel of dealing and moving in the cloud is things like encryption of data and transit yeah. understanding how uh, encryption of um instances and vms and having those jailed true to the environment segregated mm -hmm. environments are very very important especially in a multi-tenant environment it is it is and you know c customers very often will not stand up their own public cloud with all those separation maybe they want to go into a mixed multi-tenant environment but you still have to be able to provide that service level agreement and all that contractual yeah. stuff yeah. behind it so the the orchestration the orchestration layer on top of the different environments that is where the new complex complexity is starting to be because big enterprises have uh, three, three data centers of their own yeah. they use two at our at our space and then they have uh, public clouds and the application landscapes are all integrated and s scattered all over the place right so the partner who is able to be not a system integrator and a professional service partner only but also a service integrator yeah and that will be the winner of next year and the years after i think i think so and i think if you can get out to brussels in february and sit down with me we can take this discussion further Oh. It's been great having you on the podcast. I really appreciate the time you've taken. But also, I appreciate the hard work and the effort your team's put in in the months preceding this event. I go to events all over Europe, but this one really was in a class of its own. So congratulations and thank you very much to your team for putting all this hard effort into it. It's a great reflection on your company. Thank you very much. And it was great having you here. That's great. Thank you.